0: Welcome back to Enlighten Up for Episode 71, Starseed Past Lives, Firefly Besties, and Brian's First Vision with Aaron Gallagher. Erin is an Akashic Records reader and she is back here on the show today to read Lisa's Akashic Records. And we're going to find out the importance of balance and boundaries and how our perceived limitations can hold us back from making the choices that really fulfill our heart. We're going to discuss multidimensional past lives and starseed past lives. Is it possible that you could be an old soul, however, only have a few human lifetimes? Perhaps your old soul is from ET lifetimes, we're going to talk about how Lisa and I are Firefly besties. And later on in the show, don't miss it, but Brian has his first vision on this episode. You don't want to miss it. So all of that's coming up in episode 71. So let's jump right into the episode and find out what Aaron has to share with us. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Enlighten Up. We are happy to be back with you again. And this week we have a very interesting episode put aside for you all. We are going to be looking into the soul records of Lisa Watson, one of our beautiful co-hosts. We've brought back Erin Gallagher to the show, who's been on our show a couple of times already. Erin, how are you? Hello.
1: I'm feeling really good, and I'm really excited to do this now that I um, did it for Brian and Lisa and hopefully Nicole coming up next. Ha ha ha.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you better.
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, for all of our listeners, because um, we definitely have some new listeners, so for anyone who's new to the show or maybe hasn't caught any of Aaron's past episodes, she is a tarot card reader and Akashic Records reader. She also teaches uh, both tarot card and Akashic Record reading, which I think is really cool. She's a clairvoyant medium and an energy healer, so... um you have the most important task of uh, looking into Lisa's soul today. <laughs> well, important We're all excited about that. I'm excited too.
1: It could be scary. Yeah. <laughs> I did a grounding meditation before I came in. I'm like, okay, I got to get ready for this one.
0: Yeah, yeah so <laughs> I know, right? I'm not sure how um, I should
1: take that. <laughs> well, because I know, I mean... I have a feeling there's going to be like multidimensional information coming in from different sources. And so I'm really interested and excited to kind of like tap into everything that comes up and just play, you know,
2: you're you're probably going to get information in light language that you won't understand.
1: (sighs) Yeah, I might just start saying light language and be like, what the hell is happening to me?
0: (laughs) Well, you bring up a a very interesting point because you had Brian on the show, who is our skeptic and believes he's not as awakened as lisa and i which i would beg to differ on certain things but um does it so how does the akashic records reading work with different people depending on how consciously aware they are or where they're at in their journey does that does that change the readings in any way um it's not so much the soul of the person because the soul of the person being
1: read is its most beautiful unblemished state And it's not when I tap into the records, it's about the person's soul, how it um, is, regardless of its human or otherwise expression. So it has nothing to do with how the person expresses on a human level or how what their thoughts, beliefs, because all that stuff is stuff that we put on as we um, grow up and learn, and most of it's survival (laughs) um, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so there's that. And also, when I open. Each person's records, I'm opening from their own master's teachers and loved ones, which that's a whole other episode to talk about what those beings represent and who they are. But um, when I'm opening each, like I said, each individual soul has their own master's teachers and loved ones. So that's, that could be, um, there could be differing information based on that as well.
0: Okay. And I I guess I would, I would assume though, too, because I understand that um, depending on where you are in your journey, you're never going to be told. More than what is perfect for you to hear in that moment. Exactly. And I'm glad you brought that up,
1: Nicole, because um, I have a lot of people that come in with a lot of fear and, you know, I don't want to hear something that I'm not ready for or they think it's, you know, a psychic reading. So I have to tell people ahead of time this is not a psychic reading. Anything you get in the Akashic Records is for the growth of your soul. So it's not going to tell you what to do or what's right or wrong. It's just going to say, well, you have all these choices, you can do this or that. This is what I see coming up, but it's up to you whether to do that or do this. And it's better to, it's kind of a better space to play around with, play around in than it is to, you know, get like specific information that, especially that your ego needs. If you come Mm -hmm. in saying, this is what I want to hear, and you don't hear that, Mm -hmm. um, then sometimes people can get, so I have to kind of give them an intro before we do the the reading. But, um, sorry, what was the question you asked about... No, I think we answered it. You're just giving
3: information that's <laughs> yeah. pertaining to my journey now.
1: Oh, that's it. That's another thing I wanted to say is um, the your master's teachers and loved ones are charged with the protection and growth of your soul. And they take that very seriously. And so it's very important um, when I'm getting information as the conduit, they only give me, give me information that your soul is ready to hear at, at the point it is right now. So if there's something that, whether there's information in there where your human self or your ego isn't ready to hear, it will not tell you or, or your soul is not at a place where it's ready to hear. Or sometimes it will tell me and then it will say, you can know, but don't tell them, which is interesting. Um, and so, or sometimes I'll get information where I'm like, are you sure I should say that? And they'll tell me yes or no. So it's really up to me as the conduit to kind of, um, you know,
0: edit or not edit depending on what comes through cool. And I just want to say that when you were saying all that, I looked at my phone and it was 11:11. <gasps> so. Yeah. Oh my god, that makes me happy.
3: <laughs> Brian's rolling his eyes yet he points it out to me, daily.
0: <laughs> I know, Brian. Please. You are one of us now on the whole time one thing. One of us. One <laughs> of us. Okay, so I'm going to let you guys
1: get to it. Okay, awesome. Um so Lisa told me her full legal name before the break. Um Or before we we re-recorded. Lisa, do you want me to... um, Actually, when I read this, I leave a space to say your full name. Um, I may say it internally or I may say it out loud. So you don't mind either way, do you?
3: No, I don't mind.
1: Okay, great. Um, All right. Um, Do you have questions or do you not?
3: I do have some questions.
1: Okay, good. That will help because... Um, and as we ask the questions, if you have any clarifying questions that come up, just write those down. So after I say what I say, you can say, oh, what about this Because like I said, I tell everyone, and I say it over and over again, um, that the Akashic Records is really, and your masters, teachers, and loved ones want you to have fun in the space. Like, I feel like they they really give me the feeling of, you, you know, y'all take things too seriously. That's what they're always saying to me. Like, human beings are way too serious. Like, let it go. Have fun. Play. So Get curious and ask whatever you want, and just uh we'll have a fun time with it. So um, if there's nothing further you guys want to add, I'll just start with the opening prayer. As we elevate and transcend all of time and space and allow our awareness to slowly expand, it is within this expansion that our illusion of impermanence falls away, and we are free to stand in a state of grace and humility as we honor this passage into the eternity of Lisa's soul. It is within this state that Lisa Kimberly Watson stands boldly in the light of the Akashic Records. It is within this state that Lisa Kimberly Watson surrenders to the infinite wisdom of the lords of the records. And it is within this state that Lisa Kimberly Watson acknowledges the guidance of her masters, teachers, and loved ones. The records are now open. Okay, so we have the records open. And I think I did this last time with Brian, so I'm just going to kind of start by kind of just tuning in and seeing if there's any information that comes in right away or see any general messages. Um, does that sound good to you? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> it's interesting. I see the first thing I see is kind of like, do you guys know that old, Oh my God, I'm really aging myself right now. Um, Atari game pong is it pong? Uh, I I've heard of it
3: <laughs>
1: The an- first
2: video game huh? ever
1: ever. yeah, it's like where it's like two <laughs> two like boards on either side oh, that yes. go up and down and there's one ball that goes back and forth and you have to rise the platform.
0: Oh my yes. gosh yes <laughs> yes
1: it's like I saw like a mixture of that but instead of the ball it's like planets. So I am seeing this, like, extra-planetary – it's like – it's kind of like traveling interdimensionally or astral traveling. Um, I feel like the expression of your – or your soul has been kind of bouncing around, playing around in different dimensions for – probably thousands of years. And what's interesting is that I'm seeing like that you do that in this expression in your human expression. So it's interesting. It's like usually where it's like each individual life in a person or in a being's soul, they're in a different place having a different experience or a different environment, having a different experience. But I feel like whatever experience you're in, in the expression of whatever your soul is experiencing at the time, you um, are having multiple expressions within that one, which which makes sense for what I know about you, but also um, sounds really exhausting. <laughs> it feels exhausting. Do you feel exhausted from it?
3: I do feel exhausted.
1: Yeah, I feel like I can feel it in my body. Like a, like I just want to really deepen my breath. Like I feel um, like I've been running on a treadmill and I also feel um, really like lethargic. And I, it's like, yeah. yeah, go ahead.
3: I was just thinking yesterday, I feel lately like I've been walking through molasses, like the air is so thick, I feel like everything is taking me so much effort.
1: Yeah, I can feel it. And it's like, um, yeah, it's like the air gets thicker. I'm having to deepen my breath. I'm feeling like uh, just fatigued and tired and just uh, so yeah that makes sense um and it's just them connecting the two for you saying that's why this is happening that's why um and it's not just your human self that's exhausted it's just lots of experiences being stuffed into other experiences it's like every experience your, your soul chooses to have it's like let's have a thousand more experiences in the same one it's just a lot um
3: I feel like I like to pile things on me for some reason.
1: Yeah, let me... Spiritually. Yeah.
3: I mean, just like...
1: Do you get joy from that? Or do you get, like, what... Do you do? You feel like... Okay, I'm seeing two separate things. Like, do you feel like it's part of your, like, birthright? Like, I must do this and this is what I need to do? Or do you do it because it's like, this is fun, let's play.
3: I feel <laughs> like I'm, I need to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have this calling to, you know gather as much information and, and have as many experiences, even if they're not great (laughs) as possible and do it all perfectly.
1: Yeah. That's, that's where the exhaustion comes in. That's where the pressure comes in. That's where, and that's a very human thing. Um, so that's normal. Um, so yeah, that's where the advice comes in of in other expressions of your soul, where you are less embodied, like in this soul, we're in this small embodied vessel where everything we do takes everything we do, especially spiritually takes a toll on our physical body. So I don't know if you have, you've probably, or, or have learned to do techniques to like, um, you know, to ground yourself or to take space. It reminds me, so I'm being shown Sometimes I, I, I'm shown my own memories or my own things in order to illustrate something. So I'm being shown um, my own business coach. She did a um, seminar this weekend in Denver, and um, she was asking us, she goes, how long do you think, because she, she uh, is on stage for like eight hours a day doing this event. She said, how long do you think I prepare for this event? And all of us were like, oh, like, you know, days or hours or whatever. And and what she was asking was, how long do I prepare my body before I go on stage? Which is like just being in meditation or um, being in her womb space that she calls it, like, and just being and just breathing and and being solitude. And she said three hours. I just spend three hours in meditation before I go on stage. Um, so it's not as easy as it seems to everyone else because she goes on stage and she's like, totally grounded and she's just coaching everyone and she's on it so what your master's teachers and loved ones are telling me by showing me this is if you already don't have something in place then please put something in place to protect your physical body um as you because you can still they want you to do this spiritual work it's just when the perfection comes in or the i need to do this comes in and you're not doing the same amount of work on your own embodiment and meditational sol- solitude space that it needs to be balanced. Does that make sense? Yes. Um,
3: I do those things pro I'm sure I could do them more often, but I definitely okay, good. do those things.
1: Um, yeah, they're just showing me like scales. So just having balance with that. And, um, there's like this separation between need and want, if you can find a way or if you want to ask how, um, to, cause I, I do this as well. Well, where I feel I'm constantly moving and shaking and doing the spiritual work. And sometimes I feel exhausted and I'm like, why am I doing it this way? It's because we're being told that by our, like to have fun with it, as opposed to like, I need to do this because this is what my soul chose to do is like, we get so serious about it. So trying to find a way to switch perspective from, I need to it to, I desire to do this cause I love it. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So if you have any questions or want to ask questions, clarifying questions on what I just said, we can do that.
3: Okay. The first question that I have is, um, just clarification on my purpose and currently like where to put my energy and my, my skills. Okay. Okay.
1: I love this question because it used to be, what is my soul's purpose or what is my soul? And I realized that a a soul has literally like billions of purposes or things that it could be doing at one certain time. So I'm just going to make this question, what is my current life purpose? Yes. And then whatever comes up, we can also ask if it's applicable. Um, What is or how can I effectively or practically move through it or what's the first step or whatever. Okay. So I'll just ask what's my current life purpose. I see a little girl. I think this has happened before where, when I was talking to you, I saw a little girl, but I, um, sometimes this could be your own child. Sometimes this could be an inner child. Do you have a daughter?
3: No, I have two sons. Okay. Brian has a daughter, though.
1: Yeah, we talked about her. I remember that. Let me ask more about this. Yeah, I think it's... What I'm feeling is that it's your inner child. And, um... Because I'm seeing her, like, skip and jump, so uh, playfulness... Um... I'm hearing being present, I'm it's interesting. Cause sometimes I'll get very specific steps. Sometimes I'll get, um, where it shows me one thing and then, and then, I'll sometimes see it as a movie and see like the my perspective get small on one thing. And for you, I'm just and this is funny because for you, this is a challenge I'm feeling, which is to not feel like you have to do anything and just play and enjoy your life. <laughs> yeah, that is hard for me, actually. Yeah. Because, and also just human beings, we feel like we, like, what's the next thing I have to be doing? And it reminds me of something I heard recently, which is we are human beings, not human doings. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: (laughs) Um, and it's like,
3: I seem to make choices that make me work harder. Yeah.
1: And that's what they're showing me. It's like to alleviate the, um, the need to do, like, if we're talking about purpose, purpose is, um, how to expand our soul and learn and, um, the way to expand your soul at this time, because you've done so in so many spiritual ways and so many analyzing in analytical ways and, and opening things up and, and work and work and work. This is more about soul level work on a, on an emotional level, on a, um, being okay with what is without it having to be crowded with things you have to do. um, it's interesting because sometimes I'll get very sparse information and I think, Oh gosh, I really need to keep asking the master's teaching loved ones. I need more support. I need more support. Cause nothing's coming through. But this time I'm feeling like it's supposed to be sparse. Like it's supposed to be the way that you expand your soul is, is to challenge yourself. And the challenge for you is to not need to be doing so many things. <laughs> Which I know is like, I have the same experience of, as you where I always want to be like doing this. so I feel the anxiety in that because if I got told that in Akashic Records reading, I would hate that answer.
3: Um, well, I've been doing that for the past year and it's, I feel like I'm Yeah. Oh, interesting.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, what is this? Now, let me because I feel I keep feeling this transitionary. So this is something I've been shown in the Akashic Records, which is that we have all they laugh at us how spiritual we like us spiritual people, quote unquote. <laughs> they show me quotes on earth because we have created all these rules around like how sp- this sp- like because we we do get information about how spiritual um how dimensions look and how, uh, quantum healing works and how metaphysics works. And they kind of laugh at us because they're like, you have all these analytical human descriptions for spiritual, um, experiences that you may or may not have had and that you may or may not know, you know, what the hell you're talking about. It's like putting a scientific hypothesis on something that you can't define. Um, so it's what it's telling us is um, to be in our expression and be present with what it is instead of needing to delve so analytically into it. Um, and uh, we've created this definition that we write this soul contract in the spiritual level, and then we come onto Earth if we choose to be in an Earth body in an incarnation, and then we learn all these lessons, and then that's one lifetime, and then we die, and then we are a spirit again, and then we write another soul contract, etc. And partly that's true, but also we forget that if if we're talking about being eternal. That we don't only have one expression of our human self in this one life. We can write a new soul contract five thousand times in one human lifetime. So that's what it's showing me for you is that you have many lifetimes in this lifetime, um, and because you have, you're so you know spiritually adept and have had all these experiences in different you know multidimensional environments that you can. Write your own soul contract. You can basically choose whatever experience you want to have. It's like they're showing me those choose-your-own-adventure books. <laughs> I am really... They're, they're showing me a lot of old references. Atari and... <laughs> it's
3: because I'm old.
1: <laughs> well, I remember those books too. So, But, oh, geez. Yeah, so... You're at the point now where you can write whatever you want. You can create whatever you want. Um, I'm going to also, I'm going to keep asking for more details, but is there anything, if you were to sit down openly with this quote unquote soul contract and write your own and choose whatever you wanted to do was, would there be one thing that you haven't done that you've always wanted to do?
3: Travel the world.
1: Yeah. So you can write that It's like setting intentions, but because you're you, like anyone else, excuse me, um, they're, well, not anyone else, but a lot of human beings are very, when they set intentions or sit down to write out like, uh, what they want to do or their desires, they're writing from an egoic place. Um, but you've had such experience in all these different dimensional awarenesses that when you write that, it'll be easier to tap into. So, um, let me ask, let me put world travel into the space and see what comes up. Interesting. So this happens sometimes where they want me to ask you. So if world travel, like how does that ideally look in your life and um, how could you make that possible?
3: How does, Ideally it looks <laughs> like I could just, go wherever i want and experience all these amazing places that i want to go
1: and what in your human because there's human limitations that come up out of fear all the time so are there any fears um when you say that what response do you get in your body is it like oh i can't do this because of that or is it like sure let's go
3: it uh, initially it's sure let's go and then i remember what my checking account looks
1: like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay so money limitations are there any other limitations that keep you from or perceived limitations that keep you from doing this no okay there's nothing holding you well where you are
3: we're okay you know, just i we're developing an app you know and we work yeah from home but you know, we have goals here that we're trying to achieve. So we're not thinking about getting up and traveling right now. We're spending yeah. on resources on other things.
1: So is it truly a desire for now? Is it something that if you were get because they're kind of bargaining with me, <laughs> they're like, so if you get this opportunity to travel, would you even take it? I feel like what what happens is a lot of times people talk about what their desires are, but if it was actually given to them, they wouldn't do it.
3: I would most definitely do it. You would, okay. I've been thinking about it the past couple of days that screw everything, let's just do it.
1: Yeah, because I'm feeling that, um, I think that's where that kind of empty space was coming from is like, and, and the transitionary period, there's something coming up that you're like, that's why I was asking about the money and the work and like, what limitations are you telling yourself are stopping you? Because there's a little bit, they're showing me that there's a little bit of a resistance because they're like, we want to give her what she wants. Um, we want to, because the only person or the only thing standing in our way from doing whatever the hell we want to do at any given time is our own selves and our and our, Oops. yeah. And our perceived limitations, et cetera, et cetera. And, but if we really ask the universe and put ourselves in a position where we are open and available to do those things, then we can do them. But if you're telling, but if there's like mixed messages saying like, Oh, I really want to travel. But then your human self or your ego or, or your body says like, but I need to do uh, work. I need to develop this app. I can't leave. I have this, I have money. Then it's going to be like, I'm confused. So I'm feeling a little bit of that whenever. So
3: when Brian and I met, it, it seemed like we had this common goal. We didn't talk really about travel per se, and we did, but it was more like, let's just go everywhere together. I've always felt like one of the reasons that Brian and I are together is so that we can go everywhere together.
1: Yeah. I just heard push each other. So that's like the way that you embody that purpose is to always be pushing one another into actually doing it. Because if you that's that's part of the reason that you your souls found one another is to push each other into and <clears throat> when I said into, they were like, no past to push each other past your perceived limitations or we can't do, you know, and support each other in. <laughs> they just said, getting off your ass and doing it. <laughs> I was like, going to say a nice way. And I'm like, no.
0: Um, Can I, uh, as the best friend, offer some insight here? Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Lisa, are you okay with that? Of course. Um, from what you've told me over the last year and a half of knowing you and what's come up, I would say that one of your limitations is your back, your body. It has been, but it's, uh,
3: I feel like it's better to this. Yeah, I but I don't, I don't think you now. trust
0: it. I don't think you trust it yet. So it has definitely gotten better, but I don't think you trust in your back or your body's health yet fully that you could travel and know that it, something may not come up and be in a place where you can't do everything that you want to do.
3: If I were by myself, that's true. But if I went with Brian, I would be perfectly, I would feel safe.
0: And would you make the decision to travel without Brian making the decision? Yes. Because one of the things that, you know, is that you and I, when we talked a couple weeks ago, you said you, you don't like to be the one to make the decision. If you want someone to tell you, okay, this is what we're doing. Right. So I I just feel like that if that were to come up and say, you can travel, would you make the decision on your own? Or would you need Brian to say, yeah, let's do it? Or could you say, yeah, we're going to do this without him saying that?
3: Not sure. I'll have to think on that one.
2: It's like a magic eight ball response
1: <laughs> <laughs> the answer is unclear um yeah it's because i'm seeing this being like the only thing stopping it is your own perceived limitations but because I, I keep seeing so i have what i call like a spiritual toolbox so i'll see certain things that mean the same thing to me and i'm seeing like um two fifths, like coming at one another. So it's like, there's one of the sides is like travel and going forward. And the other side is like your human expression. And like, I got to stay here to do this and do that. And they're both like just smashing into one another and just staying there. They can't, one can't, unless one like, you know, um, I'm seeing like create space above it and is able to rise up and then go over top of it. Then parallel things can happen. Like you can still work over while you travel. You can still, you can make, Oh, make money while you're travel. So you can like, as long as you set up ways to do that beforehand, as much as you can, I mean, most things are just risk and you kind of just have to jump off ledge, but, um, you know, what they're saying and what I'm really feeling is no matter what you choose to do, you're going to be supported. So the only thing stopping you is any kind of human made limitation, which they want to. They're showing me. They they want to make sure that um, that this doesn't. What I'm saying doesn't come come up come off as flippant, because our human limitations are huge. They are huge, and it's very important to look at them, and to make sure that we're honoring what they're saying to us, and make sure we're honoring the resistance, and going completely into it, and surrendering to it, and saying okay, like I'm going to go fully into either this stoppage, whatever it is, this, uh, fear and, and look at it straight in the face and say, um, I'm here to question you, but also to, um, listen to the information you have to tell me so we can work together to do the things I want to do as opposed to, um, Oh, I have all this, these dreams and this and that. And the fear just, or limitations are there either stopping you or, um, I think our, our humanness gives us the idea that like when we have a fear or something, that means, oh, we can't do it or that there's something wrong with us. And it's important that we know that like um, our fears are just asking us to embrace them and to speak with them about it's like it's almost like um, a negotiation. they're showing me (laughs) they're showing me you sitting like at a huge conference like that like doing a very serious negotiation like a promotion negotiation or something but with like your fears sitting around the table (laughs) where you like sit and do like go into each limitation or fear and really have a conversation with it like you would a boss going into negotiation but to not be so serious with it to be like um you know that's the spiritual work is looking at those things in order to either clear them or to make right with them, to be okay with them in order to move forward anyways. Cause it may be that those fears are still there, but you get to say like, okay, got it. And you gave me the information I need and I am going to do it anyways. And as long as you know, these things know that you're working with them as opposed to just, uh, steamrolling right through them or trying to pretend they aren't there, then it's fine.
3: So you were saying earlier that you know, we can live many lives with or have many soul contracts within this one life. And I really feel that because, you know, I I lived one life, I was married to one person for 25 years and hadn't had kids and lived this certain life. And then when that ended, it's, i literally felt like I was born again, like I had an opportunity to just live a whole new life and start over. And I actually sometimes feel it's really hard on me because I feel like I'm a different person. Like I have, like my self-confidence is completely different than what it used to be for the previous 30 years of my life. And sometimes I just wonder, like, what happened to me? (laughs) Like, did a part of me go somewhere? Like, who am I? I feel like I don't know if it's because I'm in this transition period or what is going on, and why I, I just feel completely not grounded.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And um, if I may,
3: any cl- clarity on that would. Yeah, be great. I'm going to go into that because
1: um, that's actually my experience as well. After being, you know, uh, an addict and a and a drunk basically for 17 years and i thought that's who i was you know i created this like party girl and the to do and i'm the an extrovert and then i got sober and i was like none of those things and i've been going through the same thing for the last 4 years who am i and what the hell happened so i i feel that very very strongly and i understand that and um I have the same questions so i know <laughs> i know that uh the mini lifetimes gig so i'm just going to go in and feel like What I'm going to have you, what I'm going to do, I'm going to have you picture where um, this is what I do. I kind of create a neutral space. So just think of it as a neutral space, even if it's just like a big empty room or whatever it is, where there's two chairs facing one another. And on one side, there's the you that you are now. And on the other side, there's the you that you were in that relationship, in that marriage. Um, And I'm just going to kind of have us both be in that space and just kind of breathe into that space and, um, I'm going to see what comes out of there. There, I might see images. I might see, hear words. I might listen as you both have a conversation. Um, so just focus on that same, um, image as, as I do as well. And we'll see what happens. Well, the first thing I feel is that, um, it's like a reunion, it's like a coming home. It's almost like I see that, that you've created this space where you think of them as you've created completely two different lives with these two women, basically that are like dying to hang out and talk with one another. another. Because the first thing I saw is both of them like jump up from their chairs and run to each other and hug and start talking, 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 talking. It's almost like, Oh, we're finally able to like tell each other what we've been going through. And it's like, I just feel like it's like long lost sisters that haven't seen each other for years. And it's like, oh my gosh, the reason I did this is because of this. Oh, I get it. Okay, yeah, I did this. It's almost like the wall, there was a wall between those two lifet- lifetimes that that maybe your human self created for protection. And now that I'm putting you in this neutral space, it's like, yay, oh my God, we can finally talk and hang out. Um, and so I'm seeing a lot of like, I'm really feeling this like long lost um, reunion of souls. It's like soul expressions in the same soul, but it's like uh it's like the feeling of so they're showing me like a wilted flower being having like water poured on it and cared for and loved and and talked to and um, I'm seeing the word compassion, so showing compassion for the experience and um, is there anything you're getting on your end as you... S- that either goes with this or goes against what I'm saying. You're
3: I feel like you're right on track it, you know, I like I miss yeah that other
1: person. Yeah, so um hold on let me see. I think this is where like the play comes in. Like cause I see you guys like little almost like little girls like being like Yay! I finally found you. Like, let's go play. You know, it's like um not needing any specific information, but more like now we get to be free. Now we get to like, there's the wall is up. So I do feel like just even doing this in the records is dissolving. So when we work, when I work in the records, um, each individual soul to me looks like a light grid. So it's like, your light grid looks like a spider web to me where every decision and timeline change that you make gets like one part of the web will like break. And then you'll go in and create different timelines or different, uh, connections. And, um, I'm feeling like there was a big separation between these two, but now that we've connected them in the space of the, of your own Akashic records, that, a lot of fears and a lot of limitations and a lot of um, pain is going to dissolve and it's going to, you'll see in the next month. um, That's what I'm hearing. Like the next month you'll have a lot of awakenings because this connection has now been like the long lost sister vibe. Um, This connection has now been like reignited or just ignited and now you'll be able to, the information will flow a lot easier. I feel like your back pain, like any pain in your physical body is going to lessen and you're going, because these types of disconnections get stuck in our bodies. And so I'm seeing that kind of like start to shake out, like, cause I'm seeing like, even just sitting in my chair, I'm starting to like stretch my legs and, and I'm feeling like a reconnection to the body. Um, so I feel like just like I'm facilitating this reunion, which, if you um, kind of continue doing this work and have these two individuals, these two lifetimes continue to interact, that um, that will really, really help in in making you feel like you're moving forward also making you feel more comfortable in your human expression and in your body. And it'll be easier to do things that you want to do or new things, because you will have had this newly ignited connection. Okay. Yeah, things just feel lighter to me. Um,
3: well, I'm gonna ask a question okay. about my kids. Because I feel like I have such a close connection. They, um, they're they like, Nicole and I call it, they're like my fail-safes. They're what keep Aww, me they're your tethers. on this planet. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just, any anything I could okay. know about our connection.
1: Alex and Tony? Alex
3: and then Tony. Alex Macaluso and Tony Macaluso.
1: What I'm being shown is that they chose each other, like their souls before they came here, chose each other before they chose you. Um, yeah. So I believe that. because the first thing it showed me was their souls um, in a kind of ritual being together first and then like deciding, okay, who (laughs) they're almost saying like, who deserves us? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, they came together and they're like, yeah, they're basically like, they understand the awesomeness of of their expression of their souls. And it's almost like they had every soul knows its beauty and its, um, and it's very self-loving and and stuff like that before it comes in. But yeah, I say, I see that they when when they chose each other first, it was almost like this expression and this beauty and this love of soul was so much more loving because they didn't only just appreciate they had each other to like have an outside perspective of what their soul looked like. It's almost like I see them as like twin souls or having their own um, I think I talked about this on the last episode where we did brian's records where it was like i was talking about that so that we're all like source and it's like a big ocean where we go off into like rivers and tributaries and it's almost like they're showing me that they created their own little stream tributary off of the alpha source where it was just them two so i see them being like i know people have seen i've heard about twin flames it's not really a twin flame thing but just kind of like twin souls being together um so I, yeah, so I feel them being... Uh, they are
3: like twins.
1: ...playing one off the other. I kind of see like one finishing the other sentence or something.
3: They definitely have a connection to each other more so than anybody else. Like, you know, I know they love me, but... Anyone, yeah. They're more nice. important to each that. other than anything. Are there any past lives that relate to this current life I'm in that I should know.
1: About um, does this that would help me connected to your sons or, or just you,
3: um, you can include them.
1: Okay. So, cause I'm seeing your sons and I see that. So it's, it's really great. Like, I feel like I could just sit in this connection for hours, like being with them. Cause they're like hugging and smacking each other on the back and laughing. And I, I could just like hang out with these dudes forever. <laughs> I'm like, these guys are great. Just watching their connections. Like Really, uh, I'm just feeling the love there. So it's a really beautiful, loving space with no judgment. Oh, It's just, whenever I get in the records and I feel like this non-judgment, it brings me out of my human expression so much where I'm like, oh God, if we could just all live in this feeling of non-judgment in our lives, things would be so much more beautiful and loving and uh, free. Um, So I'm feeling that. And then, yeah, I feel them kind of like searching around for you or for the family to be born into, basically. Um,
3: I'm just, okay, I'm going to interrupt because i want to ask. Go ahead. Because I feel like, was that the purpose of my being with my ex-husband? Oh, I see. I felt like that that was, like, that we came together just to have those children.
1: Yeah, and then... I'm feeling that, and raise then to the also rate, yeah, to raise them to a certain point, and then the contract was up. Um, yeah, I don't see your being connected to your ex-husband. I mean, I see it for your soul growth as well, but and for his soul growth, but not as much as for. Uh, so there's two things. So I'm seeing like internal. Um soul growth and external stuff and I'm seeing more with you and him it was external stuff so it's like you were connected but not so much for your own connection or him or you than anything external so not even just your kids but just the, the ways that you expressed in your own um, specific or singular soul missions it was almost like that like a pl- I'm seeing a platform so it's like you were giving each other the platform to do that work, but it was not necessarily about your relationship to him or vice versa. It was about all the other stuff that you did. Does that make sense?
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, so yes, that, that is, it's, so they do show me um, that, you know, you were in that relationship for all those external things, especially for your children. Um, and that, you know, when you got to, and you knew this like as a soul and as a human being, like when you had raised them to a certain point or you had learned all the soul lessons externally, all these external things I'm talking about, then it was like, okay, now I, there's no more, there's nothing else here. I I get to go. I get to move on. (laughs) Yeah. Correct. Um, okay. Let me ask about past lives. Okay. What's interesting about this is that sometimes I'll see one specific past life or they'll bring up the one that's either, um, causing energetic blockage or things like sometimes I'll have someone with some kind of pain in their body and then a past life will come up. That's, uh, related to that. Say for instance, someone has lung cancer or something, then I'll go into past lives and find out all of these, find all of these past lives where they were drowned or suffocated or whatever. Um, and just do a bunch of clearing around that. But what I'm feeling with you is, um, because you've been so many expressions and not just human form, like I'm seeing that your past lives have been more, um, like I said, like multidimensional and planet different planet, uh, like starseed collectives and alien collectives and all that stuff. Um, non-sentient beings. And I feel that those are more your past lives than human past lives. Like, I feel like you have less human past lives than most souls um, and more, ascended spiritual beings um I've
3: been told that twice before
1: yeah so it it feels like this is a very like this is one of I don't want to say your first human life but I feel like it's one of it's interesting because usually when somebody is like a young soul in a human body um they'll act that way like I have a friend that I know that's very I know that she's only been this might be her first life as a human because she's very um shallow and selfish and I say that out of love because it's it's um it's just it's like a baby it's like hey I'm here now you get to give me everything I want and so that I can survive and then you know just like a very young kind of expression um and so I feel like you have less, human lifetimes than most, but because of your past ascended being and alien lives and starseed lives and all that stuff that, that there's a level of other planetary wisdom. So people may think like, Oh, you have tons of past lives and you're an old soul, but really they're actually wrong that you're, you are an old soul in that, um, You've had many other experiences other than human, but not an old human soul. Does that make sense?
3: Yes. Do I feel like a fish out of water?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why you came here. That's what they just said. That's why you came here, because um, it's like when you've experienced so many multidimensional and ascended being lifetimes, it's like, um, where can I go what can my soul do next where I get myself really uncomfortable because we're here to like really crack our souls open and get uncomfortable, which sucks for, in, as in a human body, cause it hurts and it can cause physical, mental, emotional pain and strife and stress. Um, so you chose it and you chose it for the reason to kind of, they're showing me to like, they're showing me <laughs> your soul, like lifting weights, (laughs) like you can like you came here to do heavy lifting of like learning what it's like to be in a human body and how it's so funny. Whenever I see souls before they come into a human existence, I see them going like, Oh, this is so exciting. I'm going to learn heartbreak. Ooh. Like I wonder what heartbreak feels like. And they're like, Oh, okay. I'm going to come in and I'm going to feel what like death feels like i wonder what it feels like to lose someone like my mom like someone really close oh that's gonna be great like i can't wait to feel what that feels like so the soul doesn't understand that when it gets into the human incarnation the human self like what the pain's going to actually feel like so when we actually do come into being human and we're like oh shit like i didn't know it was gonna feel like that and we're so separated from that soul's uh feeling that that's where the pain like any emotional, mental or physical pain comes in because we weren't ready for it or didn't understand like our soul going, oh, can I go back?
3: <laughs> yeah, I think that a lot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, this is hard enough. I'm yes. Done.
1: <laughs> can I go back is what I keep. He- yeah, I, I keep hearing that. Um, mm-hmm. And they're saying, yes, you can actually. And not in a way that like you die, but like you can because you have such command over all of your lifetimes, you have a lot more power than you think you do in, um, going into meditation or going deep into your expression of all those other souls. And, um, like, that's where I see where, um, the, where I was saying earlier, like doing protection stuff to, um, you know, whether it's grounding yourself, doing meditation or, but I, I'm not seeing, I'm seeing something separate for you though, like a separate, uh, practice that you can bring into your life that will help you to, uh, alleviate that stress, um, other than just, you know, meditation and yoga or whatever, you know, um, when you, cause they're showing me like, they're showing me the word like safe escape. Like, what do you have in place now where you can, like, have a safety space where you can just, like, go back into that soul expression of your origin? That's what they're showing me, the word origin. Like, how do you connect to your origin space or your other soul expressions to where you can, like, be home for a little bit and then, like, but still tethered here and then come back and be like, okay, I had that little, like, homecoming and now I get to go back. Do you do any, you know, meditation or anything?
3: Yeah, just meditation, baths. Just being alone, sitting alone.
1: Yeah, solitude.
3: I like to play with tarot lately.
1: Oh, good. Yeah, they're showing me. They're just showing me something new, like a uh...
3: light language sometimes. Yeah, that makes... just go be alone and mumble.
1: <laughs> yeah, because that's you like connecting to like the mothership. <laughs> that's what they're showing me. That's you connecting to your part of your origin and your, um, other expressions of your soul, which makes you feel uh, more settled into this life. Cause you're like, Oh, I, I get to still communicate even though I'm in this body. So continuing those things, continue to communicate, um, I'm just seeing like an active practice, like either like Tai Chi or, or like connection through movement. Do you like dance or do anything? I, like?
3: Well, I, I love to be active and I used to be a runner until I hurt my back. And it's a struggle for me not to be able to run because I used to use that like as a meditation. Yeah. So I've been doing Pilates but it's just nothing has really taken the place of running.
1: Yeah, it's funny cuz right when you're talking about running, your your guides were like don't run. Because that's too that's too um, cuz they're showing me that like like when you're run, like it's like that hard cardio where you're like they're showing me like your feet pounding the pavement like I can feel the boom of that like boof boof, boof. like it's too heavy and hard. Jarring. Yeah, it's too jarring and it's like not And it's not even your physical body. It's your soul expression. Like, they need you to do things, like, soft... Not softly, but um, deliberate, slow, methodical, feeling every movement, like, some kind of expressive... Pilates is good. like that. So, like, Pilates, Tai Chi, expressive dance, just moving your body in a very... Um, so it's like they're showing me the word self-discovery. Like, you will discover... parts of like they're, they're they're showing me like, um, tantric work as well. And, and like sacred sexuality work and womb, like womb work. Uh, it reminds me of a workshop I went to. It was like a, I think it was a Yoni steam thing or something, but it was also the beginning of it was us. Like, like she led us through an expressive dance where it was like half an hour. But every piece of it, she was like, now focus just on your fingers. And she had us just like focus on the expression of our fingers and how every movement was like. Um, you're just connecting to every piece of your body and your your expression in this human body. So I'm showing that that's how you can really connect to and be okay. Be more comfortable in this human expression is by doing that kind of work.
3: And I know Brian asked this when you did his Akashic Records about our relationship, but from my side of the records, I'd like to see what it looks like.
1: Okay, great. Any specific questions, or just your connection in general? Just,
3: you know, why we were brought together, and what do we have a, what our purposes, what our joint purpose, joint purpose, mission, contract, okay. what it's it all about.
1: First thing I see is you guys. It's like you guys at your wedding, facing each other, just looking really deeply and compassionately into each other's eyes. I'm seeing a connection of very deep respect and honor. Uh, I'm seeing a connection of very deep respect and honor, not only for your connection, actually not for your connection at all. It's for who the other person is. You just have, I just see this, like, Ooh, my ear just started ringing. Um, so I'm seeing this like really, there's this, um, I'm doing this work around allowing love into your life and how we all walk around like looking for love when actually we should be looking for ways to express our love and to give that love to others in the most um, untapped um, way possible. And I see that connection with you guys. I see the um, that you giving love to the other and supporting the other is more important than what the connection brings or um, I mean, the connection is important, but it's more about just this deep, deep um, I think I might've said this in Brian's or in another episode here, but when we were um, like that marriage is, or part of the part of what marriage is, is being the holder of the other person's solitude being the, like the key holder um, and holding the space around the other person's solitude, like respecting who they are in their own singular expression um, and that mutual respect. So I'm feeling that first. I'm feeling like a lot of this, this is connected to that, but just a lot of this space holding is really coming in with, I'm just feeling a lot of space to be, feel, move through life exactly how you want to without the other person judging that. Um, Complete openness, really good communication with like, if there's any ever a time where it's like, um where there's any kind of difference in either opinion or the, or uh print, like morals or ethics or whatever that um there's th- that deep level of respect is just the uh what's that word like the root and it's will always no matter what happens that's always where you guys go back to and, and the lack of judgment and having a safe space to be able to express however you want. It's not only really important to both of you, but it's something that is important. It's important to both of you to respect and honor that in the other person. Um, I feel what I'm seeing, Lisa, is you standing there and I'm seeing spirit push Brian toward you. It's like you, they waited for you to be at a certain moment. And then, and then they were like, hold on. Let me think. It's not you. Hold on. Yeah. It was like you, um, called him in, but he was like delivered. (laughs) I know. Sorry, Brian. I don't make it, make it sound like you're a UPS delivery or something. (laughs) Um <laughs> but that's pizza. what they're showing me. <laughs> they're showing me that it quite literally was like a delivery, like they waited for you to be at a certain space in your life and then spirit pushed him in. And that's pretty much how it happened. Yeah, and this is also for his soul's growth too. It's like um it was time for him to expand uh not only to expand spiritually. And the way to do that is to have someone else reflect back to you either what you know or don't know by, and and you're the perfect mirror for that. So you're like his perfect mirror for um, his next spiritual journey. It's almost like he was delivered to you for you to give him that gift, but at the same time to be in that connection in that space of non-judgment and that, that mutual respect and honor. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah.
3: And the other relationship I'd like to know about is my bestie, Nicole. Cause I don't know what I'd do with that her.
0: Aw, I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we had lives together or Aww. did we come here to do something special together?
1: Okay, let me go into that. This is interesting. You both show up in my image bank or whatever as fireflies. <laughs> it's like you're both in a field and your light lit, your little lights. And it's almost like it's a huge field filled with fireflies or lightning bugs or whatever you want to call them. And it's like... It's almost like those movies where there's a a goal that all of the like lightning bugs or bees or whatever it is are trying to like this is the job we do this is like we we serve the queen or whatever and they have they do the same things and the same thing and it's almost like you were in that community like as souls where you were all like doing the the work and this is what I'm supposed to do but then it's like you both kind of broke the status quo to like be with one another (laughs) it's like you both uh found one another and was like let's break out of this joint or something like that it was like uh so I, i i'm feeling like a really like rabble rouser and also kind of like uh like a uh like you two getting together to like break the rules Or like, let's, yeah, like, I'm really feeling a let's break out of this joint kind of thing. Like if you met each other in other circumstances, no matter what lifetime you meet, you're going to meet as like, I'm just seeing a lot of mischief.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm definitely, I
3: think that's definitely a
0: rule breaker. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to do what everyone else is
1: doing. Do you, I wonder um, if that's your soul has, like, found her, found Lisa's soul in order to break her out of the convention of what she thinks she needs to do. It's like, uh, it's almost like, it's almost like you came in and were like, who's the most prim and proper soul in this room and how can I rev up their motor
0: (laughs) you know it's funny because like Lisa and I I feel like are in places where I want to be at the place what she's done in her life and I feel like she's at the place where she wants to do what I've done in my life already you know like I've done the traveling and done like just going out and exploring the world and going wherever I wanted when I wanted and just done that all that and now I want to put roots down and have a family. And and I feel like, you know, Lisa's done the family. She's had the roots and um, it's kind of time to spread her own wings and fly wherever she wants to fly. Yeah, that's beautiful. So, yeah, it would make sense that we're both kind of here to mirror for one another that aspect.
1: Yeah, I it just feels like a very... Um... To bust out of, like I said, busting out of the status quo, which for your human expression would be like whatever whatever status quo is for you. So like status quo for Lisa maybe is um, the roots and living in the same place and doing, the, you know what I mean? And then, and yours status quo is running around, having fun, traveling and everything. And like the opposite is what you're looking for.
0: Yeah. Like I would say like now I want more tradition. Yeah. You know, before as before is like i couldn't stand tradition
1: that's where i'm at let me i'm just gonna quickly go into that like what what you guys just said like about that part of your connection and see if there's anything else there yeah i really just i keep seeing um different connections look different but i see you both um not only breaking out of like the normalcy for whatever your whatever normalcy is for you so that, I think that's where that mischief, like, let's do something wrong or bad or, like, let's get together. and Like, they're showing me, like, Freaky Friday.
0: You know that movie with uh, – I like the one with Mills. <laughs> the Haley Mills one. <laughs> that's funny. That's actually a really funny uh, analogy.
1: Like, that – watch that. They're telling me to, like – they're, like, tell them to watch that together. Because <laughs> that's, like, the whole mischievous, like, let's get together and, like, let's – <laughs> um. yeah let's switch bodies yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're always getting mischievous and like um, I mean that's what it is that you've done you're like switching bodies a little bit switching expressions that is funny yeah Hayley Mills Freaky Friday watch it again
3: I'll have to watch it. I've never seen it. You over, haven't?
1: Oh my god! Now I got to You not haven't?
3: T- I'm not a big TV movie watcher. I don't.
1: Oh yeah, you got to watch the Haley Mills one though.
3: I don't uh, even know who she is. So there's that. Blasphemy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go watch that together, and, and you'll just you'll just laugh so hard.
3: Remember, this is like one of my only Earth lives. Like, what, what to do here? TV's uh-huh. not. TV's not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah,
1: you'll. And you'll laugh so hard when you watch that one oh my gosh
3: so the only last thing I would just ask if there's anything else that would help me remove any blocks to my energy that's keeping me from okay. moving forward
1: yeah they're showing me kind of a push and pull of like they show a like a hot air balloon. I might have I sometimes get this uh this is one of the ones that comes up a lot for me, like this hot air balloon thing which is like your human expression is you being tethered into the ground and you're like in the hot air balloon and can't move up. So it's like I feel you stuck in between two parallel universes almost where you like feel like a lot of it is based on um what's that word? I can't think of the word, but like feeling like you need to do something, even though you don't want to like having the, uh, like most they're showing me that like most of what you do, the decisions you make are based on like, Oh, I have to do this instead of this, what I want to do. Um, and I think this, this is circling back to the beginning. Cause we talked about this, that, uh, tapping more into doing what you want to do as opposed to what you have to do, but let me see what blocks are coming up. Cause they show me like you being connected to the ground, you're in the hot air balloon, you can't go up further. And you're really frustrated. Like you're in the hot air balloon, like crying, you're upset, you can't move. And they're showing me that like there are scissors on the ground. So it's like, you can pick up the scissors and cut that cord, but you haven't chosen to yet. So it's like, um, and the cord is the fear, you know, the cord are your fears or limitations keeping you here. So, and, and like I said earlier with the negotiation table, sitting at the negotiation table with these fears and limitations and having conversations with them. I really feel like this is an actual practice that you get to do where it's like sitting down and writing up each, uh, whether it be money or, um, your business or whatever story comes up as to why you can't, um, live the true expression of your soul and, um, and releasing those by the way that you release them is by not analyzing them to death or anything, but just getting, um, accepting them as part of you instead of what's holding you back. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure. There's like, they're showing you there's like No magical wand. There's no thing that we, you know what I mean? There's like, um, it's part of what you're here to do as a human, which is like, look at those things and um, fully embrace them instead of resisting them. Because they're showing like me, you on an island, like a deserted island. Like, the more, it's like you, the more you don't move forward and do what you want to do, the more isolated you're going to feel. And it's a choice. Um, Sometimes the choice, like, we can't force ourselves to choose sometimes. Sometimes it just happens in a certain part of your life. So there's, I really do keep feeling this transitional period where, like, there's certain things that need to occur a little bit and time needs to pass, not that much time, but um, for you to come to these awarenesses and conclusions without um, and allowing it to happen as it will. But I do see it. I do see things shifting and moving. It's just um, making friends with the fear and and um, working with it. Yeah.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Hello, fear. That's something probably oh, yes. everybody has to work yeah, on, right? Yeah, and
1: um, doing this, I've been doing this program called Calling in the One, and you go in thinking it's about like manifesting a soulmate, but really it's all about the ways that we block our true expression and the ways that we block ourselves from receiving love and abundance, um, things that may be completely unconscious to us, uh, And how most of the time we try to blame it on external sources when, and we shouldn't blame it on ourselves, but there's just stuff inside of us that we haven't opened up and looked at that is unconsciously holding it or subconsciously or unconsciously holding us back that, um, that when you start looking at those things, everything will be able to move easier, you know? And I do think that us like reuniting your, your old identity and your new identity will like, I keep hearing the next month, the next month. So give things a month to um, play out and just, because just opening the records and being in this space is enough to like get the juices flowing. So just know that, um, sometimes when I do a reading, it'll affect the person for the next year to three years. So know that things will, um, start to uh, unwind a little bit. I'm seeing the word unwind.
3: I've done some of that work on my own, like trying to connect myself with my older Good. self. So,
1: yeah, keep I doing that and keep, like enough. I said, it's, uh, creating that neutral room where you're like looking at each other and actual, like, have actual conversations. Just keep connecting them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to close the records unless you have another question. Okay. No, that's it. It is with grace and reverence that I honor the lords of the Akashic records. It is with gratitude and unconditional love that I bow to the master's teachers and loved ones. And it is with integrity and faith that I give praise to the Holy Spirit of Light. Into the realm of Akasha I proclaim, the records are now closed.
0: And so it is. Good job, Aaron. Thank you.
3: Yeah, thank you.
0: How do you feel about your reading, Lisa? Good.
3: Good. Good information. What, what? Brian looks like he wants to share
1: something. <laughs> sure,
2: I'm gonna blow some minds.
1: <laughs> you are.
2: Well, when Aaron when Aaron was talking about you being in the room looking at your old, you know old self and new self, I I saw something. I don't want to say I saw something, but an idea came to my mind. Because, and I think it's gonna blow some minds.
3: Did I say that? <laughs> You feverishly started writing something down. I
2: did. I didn't Start want to forget up. it. So I saw the imagery that you described when you were hypnotized on the train platform and you saw Bob. Mm-hmm. I think you saw yourself and it was that connection of old self and, and new self because you've often you told me or you know, and, and Nicole, and you've said it on the show that you you didn't feel like an an individual before, you know, you, you, you were the marriage. So for you to look back and see yourself, but actually see your ex-husband, that makes sense.
1: Oh, because you were tied so strongly to that relationship.
3: Yeah. We were so codependent. Like I was him and he was me. It was,
0: yeah, I feel like when when you were saying that I would agree with Brian, I, I didn't like I think it's cool. First of all, let me just address Brian having an image in his mind. <laughs> um, that's how it shows up for us. It seems like an idea or it can come in as a very strong vision in the mind. So that's really cool, Brian. And I just want to say to our audience, uh, that's amazing. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but cool. I had the same idea very similar ideas Brian when you guys were talking about that that I've often felt and I don't know Lisa if you and I have discussed this but that one of the reasons why you're so fearful of going back because you've had so many dreams with your ex and that life and she's like I, I this isn't me anymore this isn't me anymore that if you were to reintegrate that part of you that was in that like time of your life, the marriage that you would somehow slip back into the, the parts of that life that you don't ever want anymore.
3: Mm. Yeah. I keep having these reoccurring dreams. I had another one just not last night, but the night before where I'm just going about my life. Like I'm in a house and a kitchen and whatever. And then I realize that I'm married to my ex-husband, like, like he's in the kitchen and then he's talking to me, or or I hug him or something like something just normal normalcy happens, and then all of a sudden I go like I jump back from him and go, no wait, uh uh-uh, uh uh I am not married to you again like and I just have this epiphany in my dream that how did this happen? This isn't right. No, this isn't. I don't want this. I don't want this.
2: It would be interesting for you to reinterpret some of those dreams. And put your face there.
0: Mm -hmm. Just like. And
2: and that it's not. That it's not. Yeah. Just like. That it's you. Just
0: like when Linda was on our show. And she had. Jesus told her to put her face on a rapist's body. And then ask why would you do that to yourself. Yeah. For your healing. That would be very interesting.
1: Yeah. That reminds me of in the Akashic Records. Sometimes I'll have people that either got molested. Or had something terrible happen to them. And we'll go into past lives. we'll see that in a past life that person did the same t- thing to them. So it's like they came back, they just keep coming back into other expressions of lifetimes to like hurt each other until they learn. Yeah, Scary. Um, But when you come clear in your mind that that's what it is, because when uh, when you were talking about the jumping back and saying, no, I'm not married to you, that's another fear that comes up and if you know what Brian says about like just imagine that's you that's a that's a way to to do both to to talk to your that previous self about that dream and what you're experiencing but also the fear uh the fear that comes up of that like what if that was true what if that was real how would I feel and and what what about that isn't me what about that is me and just really digging into that
3: yeah it feels scary i feel in my dream like oh my god i wouldn't have made yes. this mistake again okay like how could i yeah and that's a this? yep. but you Fault know re- shame thing.
2: Re- recently you've you know you've talked about missing some aspects of who you were during that time and you know that idea being planted makes sense that you are seeing you know that one image is so strong, and unfortunately, you look at the one image at face value and say, "I don't want to see that." But you know, you you've been telling me it's like I I used to do things, I used to be behave in a certain way, and I miss some of those parts of me. You know, so I mean, this idea of reconnecting with
3: yeah,
1: I get it.
2: Two sides of the coin. I get
1: it. Yep, that's where all the juiciness I, uh, is.
0: <laughs> I liked the vision of Brian being a spiritual UPS delivery. <laughs> I really thought that was cute. And then uh, I wanted to also jump back into when you guys were talking about this idea of um, old souls versus new souls. But then you had the other layer on of like, oh, you you may be an old soul of like past ET lives not but a new soul to earth i think that's very interesting because i don't think a lot of people understand that that can be a possibility as well like you may not have you may not have gotten so caught up in the karmic cycle here as some people have yeah but it's more so a a new
1: experience like oh let's be a human since i've been five thousand different types of aliens
0: exactly yeah 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 i think that's really cool like just a whole another way of looking at things um, then what we're traditionally taught to think. Cause I remember like growing up thinking, Oh, I feel like an old soul, you know? And and I, and I thought to myself, Oh, I I'm pretty sure I've had like hundreds of lifetimes here on earth. Like I just must for the way I feel. And then like Lisa and I both had our Akashic records read and I found out I'm not even in the triple digits. <laughs> <you know? laughs>
3: I think I'm only, I think I had 56. I did never right. ask you the number, but I had had and she said that makes sense because like when I did mine,
1: I ha- got the number 444. <laughs> yeah. And it's oh, wow. Oh, that's it's funny because cool. we're talking. Did, did Brian get a number? Did I say five something?
2: No, I don't. You said the number 534 came up, but it was it was not in reference to yeah. that. I don't, I don't think.
1: think you got But it's just number. funny when you talk about that, Nicole, because I feel like. Because it just shows the egoic nature of humans because we think we think that yes. the only life is a human life. We don't understand that. Like It's like, oh, because when people ask me about past lives, all they're thinking is how many human lives have I had? And I'm like, no, you're you're so limited by the human expression that you think that's all there is, and it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of yeah. cute.
3: <laughs> and some of those lives I heard, you know, in other planets and in other systems, you could live yeah. to be a thousand years old. So one life could... Could have been
1: yeah so mm-hmm. you can have like 45 lifetimes or whatever and be you know a really old soul, hundreds of thousands of years old yeah.
2: but you can also be living all of those lifetimes at the same time correct
0: mm-hmm. yeah and parallel in parallel staying on top of it brian i like it <laughs> yeah in the parallel- i just
2: i just want to i just want to make a clarification uh i cannot be put into a box <laughs>
0: that's why yeah that's why when the ups delivered you it was through (laughs) teleportation (laughs) there was no box
3: I think Aaron said something about you being pushed on me. Like pushed forced,
2: toward you. Forced onto you.
3: Because I wasn't quite ready. But I some you know, I asked for you, but then when you showed up, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I
0: want you now. I, I, I want to know what the shipping and handling costs were.
1: C O D. Yeah,
0: it was just like push, Still
1: not ready yeah, for you. Yeah, thrust upon you a little bit, but in a way that kinda uh, let's you know, change your soul expression again. And it's, I feel like he's also that is pushing you into this work you're doing now with who am I now? Who was I then? Because if you didn't have him to reflect that to you, you'd just be floating around.
3: (laughs) He's very, very supportive. I mean, everything you described about our relationship was spot on. It's, it's so true, because we're so different. But we honor those differences in each other, just like, you know, how we are here on the podcast and without you know, judging each other and leaving space for each other to be whoever we need to be. And so it's like, I still, even though Brian came quickly into my life and I may not have been ready in the sense of like healed from my prior marriage and all that, he gives me so much space that I'm able to do that. So it's like a two for one. Yes. <laughs> I get to be married and have a space to, to heal from. i need to heal from it support
1: when you need it active support when you Mm -hmm. need it and passive like just stand back and support me but you know not actively right both of it yeah
3: he's patient with some things (laughs) not so much with others
2: (laughs) (laughs) this is is true (laughs)
0: Yes. We all have our, uh, oh, our yes. strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Especially yes. having to like live with one another, and we all have our own separate stuff, and then we mesh it in with other people's stuff, and it's a it's a miracle that we can even live together without killing each other all the time.
3: <laughs> it really is. It is, you know, especially when you're having your own challenges, and then someone you're having to deal with other people's oh, challenges, yes. and you can barely yeah. deal with your own, <laughs> and. It can be really, really tricky.
1: Yeah, especially if you're more of a "Let's hang out on different planets." Then why am I here on this earth? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
2: I I like the idea that light language is your is your escape. It's like going home. To 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 kind of to re, you know reset or reconnect with
1: the mothership. Mothership. not being
2: tied to the to the three D.
1: Yeah, that's how you connect.
3: We get to not be human exactly.
1: for a while. Uh, yeah, I love that. That's great.
3: Well, thank you so much. You did a fantastic job. You're so again, welcome. As always. You're so
1: welcome. It's such a joy. I, the Akashic Records, I just, every time I do a reading, I sit in gratitude for like 10 minutes afterwards because it's so, it's such a um, blessing to be able to do this, do this work. And I just, I'm just so humble.
3: Yeah, thanks so and much. And you Anna. get these images you get these images in your head or just like, is it like a movie reel playing? It depends. It's
1: really interesting because I've been working so hard at this to, um, create not only like my own spiritual, you know, toolbox of images or when I see certain things, I know that this is what this means. Um, so I've done the really hard work to do that. I mean, I think that I probably got the images and stuff before, but I didn't know how to interpret them. And now just through, Um, trial and error have learned it. But for the most part, I, um, it's interesting when I open my own records and do my own work inside the records, I just get pages and pages of writing. I see less images and I hear more like they're just talking to me and I write down what they say. It's very interesting. And I think that's because I'm a writer and my, and I'm, I've always, I have a lot of past lives as a scribe, like scribing, like in Egyptian times, like just being the writer and like taking minutes basically. (laughs) So, I feel very attuned to being a scribe and being a writer. So like when I'm opening my own records, right, 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 right. And then when I open others' records, depending on their own master's teachers and loved ones and what they show me, I get a mixture of images, movies, also like perspectives and perceptions. Like they might show me... One time I saw a woman like sitting in a jail cell and I saw her like only being able to see out of the window, like the tiny little window. And And then I was a little like... I think, was this with Nicole? I don't know who this was with, but then I like stepped back and all of a sudden I was like, like pulled back and I, I got to see the whole bigger picture. So I'm shown not only images, but also like, like my eye is the camera, um, which is interesting. So so I'll see images and then I, sometimes I'll just, I'll be talking about an image I see. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, Oh, they just said, stop listening to that fear or something like that. Like they'll, I'll hear them say words. So yeah, it's a mixture
3: Well, you do a great job.
1: And then, thank you. And then sometimes, like, for you, I felt it in my body. Like, I felt the lethargy, and I felt, like, the air being taken from my body. And I'm like, oof, I can feel this in my physical body. And that's why I do grounding before and after each session, because it can sometimes... Well, I've
3: been feeling pretty heavy the past couple days. We've had some personal things happen that have been really difficult. And
1: it's been a hard
3: couple days. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's why we. I always say, like, when we schedule readings and stuff, I'm like, it happens the time it's supposed to. So if I schedule a reading with someone like, oh, sorry, my schedule's not open for three weeks, and they'll be like, I want the reading now, and I'll be like, you'll see. It'll, it'll happen when it's supposed to. And then the three weeks will pass, and they'll be like, oh, this person died, or this happened, and they'll be like, now I know. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for being on the show with us again, Erin. It's always fun to have you on with us. You're so welcome. It just feels like a little family and I really love it. And I'm, I'm so grateful to you guys. Thank you so much for having me on and creating this space for me to be able to do this work. Really great.
0: And how awesome that uh, you got to be the catalyst for Brian's first vision.
1: Yes, that. See, it's funny because like I haven't heard many episodes with him in it. So I'm like, to me, people seeing like visions or hearing ideas or something is like normal. So I'm like, what? that's just normal and I'm like
0: oh I guess he doesn't do that okay cool (laughs) he does it but he just like you know it's the thing that I think a lot of people they have this preconceived idea which maybe is like through movies or books like I don't know how it comes across of how it's supposed to feel or look or you know or sound you know depending on what format it's coming through and I the best way that I can describe it is that it's a thought or an idea that comes in that doesn't feel like I just thought it. It's like it got placed there.
1: Yeah. And uh, that's why I like the clairs, you know, the six clairs, cognizance, clairvoyance, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's like clear, cognizance is clear knowing. Like you just, it that's an idea. Like I just know it and mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, yeah. And I always say it when people, when I work with people with their intuition, they're like, I don't know if it's me or something else and i'm like it it can be both and it can be you because you i mean we're all divine creators whatever you create in your idea space or in your mind is is always um information from somewhere other than within you know
0: (laughs) hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, again, let our audience know where they can uh, reach you or how they can reach you if they are interested in booking an Akashic Records reading with you.
1: Oh, great. Yeah. So my website is still being worked on. But for now, I, I am air inspirational you can book me. And that is for my individual services. And um, also just really air inspirational is my name across everything. So um, I'm mostly on Facebook. So on Facebook, if you just search for Air Inspirational, which is E R I N, S P I R, A T I O N A L, like the word inspirational, but with an E R at the beginning. Um, and so I have a Facebook um, business profile on there, and then Instagram, same name. And you can all my links for booking are on are on any of those. And I have a um, if anyone's in the Los Angeles area, I have a workshop coming up on October 11th from 7.30 PM to 9.30 PM. And that is a two hour Akashic Records workshop. So it's just us sitting around and I teach you how to open your own records and ask about your soul's purpose, what you're here for and what the next step you can take to get there and how to navigate it. Great.
0: Great. And to our audience, uh, please send us in any questions that you may have that you'd love for us to answer on the show because we will. Uh, Or if you have topic ideas that you'd like us to discuss that you haven't heard yet, We'd be more than happy to uh, discuss them for you. And if you have any guests that you'd like us to bring on the show, uh, just send all of that information into our email info at enlightenup.us. Uh, and that's about it. So we'll be back with you guys next week. Thank you, Aaron, very much. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show, and we look forward to having you on again.